0: Hello, and welcome to Living Your Legacy. My name is Serena Park. I am a business associate on the Family Advisory and Philanthropy Services team here at UBS. The mission of our group is to serve as a thought partner for exceptional families. We understand that our clients' needs extend beyond the purely financial, so we take a strategic and sustainable approach to managing their wealth for continuity. Part of this is working with our clients and their families ...to help them articulate and implement a legacy. We believe that legacy is built in everyday decisions, actions, and in achieving goals, philanthropic and otherwise. Through our dialogue, we hope to inspire and guide clients to explore their purpose and begin building their legacy. Our guest today is Bob Ross. Bob is CEO of the David Lynch Foundation. He is one of the most experienced and sought-after meditation teachers in America. Over the past 50 years... Bob has taught Transcendental Meditation to many thousands of people and is the author of the definitive book on the subject, New York Times bestseller, Strengths and Stillness, The Power of Transcendental Meditation. As the CEO of the David Lynch Foundation, Bob has helped provide Transcendental Meditation scholarships for over 1 million urban youth, veterans who suffer from post-traumatic stress, women and children who are survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault, and healthcare workers on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic. Bob also directs the Center for Resilience, which is bringing the meditation to Fortune 100 companies, government and military organizations, and other community service organizations. Bob, welcome to Living Your Legacy. We are so excited to have you here with us today.
1: It's an honor for me to be joining you, Sabrina. Thank you for having me.
0: So, Bob, to get started it would be great if you could give our listeners your background and an overview of your personal journey to Transcendental Meditation and the David Lynch Foundation.
1: Yeah, it's a very interesting uh, journey because if you would have looked at me in, you know, way back when in high school or something, uh, the last person you'd think is, oh, someone who's into meditation. I mean, I've always been an activist and a doer and wanting to make a difference in the world and I was interested in politics and I was going headed for law school and I wanted to become a United States Senator. I wanted to make an impact in the world. And this is, you know, back 50, 60 years ago, it didn't take me long to realize that politics was not going to, so, you know, heal the soul of the nation. So I, this is all by way of explaining how I'm running a, a meditation foundation for all these years. And um, I, I thought, okay, education. My mom was a school teacher. My dad was a doctor. My mom was a school teacher. How about if I write educational curriculum and use that to help kids, particularly urban youth, um, give them tools to be able to navigate a very tumultuous and uh, traumatic childhood life, you know, that didn't bode well for their future. So I was going to school full time and working full time, and there was chaos in the, in the streets back in the 60s. And uh, a person told me about something called meditation, and Sabrina was not a word in my vocabulary. I was not interested in meditation. That was, you know, happy with my own religion. I didn't want anything weird. And the person who told me about it though was had a master's degree. He was down to earth. He was a real deal. He was a solid citizen. And there was something about him that I respected because I was feeling kind of stressed. And I decided to. I said, you know, I'm Peter. I'm a skeptic he said, you know, be 100% skeptical. You don't have to believe in this meditation for it to work. You don't have to believe in gravity for, you know, for a rock to fall. So I gave it a try. And it was so profoundly relaxing, physiologically relaxing. So for, you know, a stressed out 18, 19-year-old kid. And one of my first thought, and rejuvenating, and one of my first thoughts after I learned was, wow, maybe this is a tool I could give those urban youth, those urban kids who are dealing with a lot of stress even back way back when. And that was June 28th, 1969. And now I run this foundation that, as you said, has brought meditation, evidence based meditation to over a million kids. And we now work with the New York you know, police department and the New York Fire Department and the Veterans Administration, the Department of Defense, and we work with Fortune 100 companies or so the C-suite on down and work with frontline healthcare workers who are, you know, just getting mauled by COVID-19. So it's not, it was not a projected, a predicted uh, trajectory, but I sure am glad that I ended up where I ended up.
0: Well, that's incredible, and I think sometimes the most unexpected trajectories are really the best for some of us, so that's a great yeah. to hear. Thank you for that. So, the David Lynch Foundation was founded in 1973 by David Lynch. Can you explain why he created this foundation? You know, what was his vision, and how has that evolved over time?
1: So, this the, D- the David Lynch we're talking about is the David Lynch, who is the, you know, Academy Award-winning film director, of Twin Peaks, and... Mulholland Drive and uh, Elephant Man and all these amazing uh, films. And David himself had been a meditator since 1973. And he had gotten so much personal benefit from it and we had crossed paths over the years as people both happened to practice TM. And um, I had always wanted even though I was teaching, you know, I taught TM at Apple computer and I taught it at general motors out in California, in the seventies and eighties. And I always wanted to bring this to kids in need. That was my underlying drive. And so I actually brought it up to David in 2005. I said, why don't we start a foundation? We could raise funds so we could bring this stress reducing modality to kids who are really in need. And, and, uh, he thought about it for about a split second, and he thought, that's a great idea. And his interest in meditation had been that, from the standpoint of creativity, he is known for his innovative thinking and boundary-breaking thinking and solving problems in you know in film. And so he loved the meditation for himself. And when I brought this idea up that we could bring this to kids, I said, at-risk kids. And there are 16 million Young people in America at the time who were living at or below the poverty level. So I said, "Well, we should bring this to, you know, to those kids." And he said, "Fine, but I really think we should just make it available to everybody." And that foundation was born on on uh, excuse me, July twentieth, two thousand five. And since then, we're in thirty five countries and all over the country, all over the U S. As I said, and his vision is that Transcendental Meditation, or TM, first we had to overcome the word with the misunderstanding. You hear the word Transcendental Meditation, people go, oh, my God, what is that? (laughs) Although that's less than it was, you know, 20 or 30 years ago. But, you know, overcome the the name, and that is we're doing better. And then, well, what's the need? And the need is very acute. The need is even more now than it was... um, you know, 18 years ago when we started the foundation and that is addressing the pandemic. And I use the word pandemic of trauma and toxic stress that's going to last long after whatever treatments and cures and vaccines we have for, um, COVID-19 and whatever else may come along, because this is like a, if if you talk about high blood pressure as a silent killer, this is worse than that because it's striking everyone at every age, no matter the demographic. And there's no pill you can take. There's a pill you can take if you have high blood pressure, although the research on transcendental meditation shows it's actually better than antihypertensive medications. But There's no pill you can take. You can give to your 14-year-old kid who's suffering from acute anxiety from you know just being a 14-year-old kid in today's world or a partner who... It has insomnia, any of these problems of trauma and toxic stress. Now, he, he, here is, I, I, we, he feels that this is going to be, change the healthcare system. It's going to be incorporated into the healthcare system. It's going to be reimbursable by the healthcare system. It's going to change the healthcare system as we know it.
0: Wow, that is a big and audacious goal. Well, and I at. am
1: happy to comment on that. How is can I just tell you how that's going to happen before we go on? Yes, yes,
0: please. It's going to
1: happen because we're doing research—the same type of uh, large-scale—they're called phase three clinical trials on on TM that are done for the introduction of a new medication for anxiety, for depression, for insomnia, for high blood pressure. Uh, for the FDA approval, there's a whole series of, of trials that have randomized control trials that have to be done. And once you've done what's called a Phase three trial, which is in 10 different hospitals with 600 to a thousand or more uh, subjects, and that the, that medicine proves effective in all those different sites, then it can be uh, leveraged to, ha- to be reimbursed by Medicare, Medicaid, Private insurance companies, or even you know, employee assistance programs. So the same thing is now happening with transcendental meditation. Large uh, phase three clinical trial in at six hospitals, seven hospitals on the effects of TM for post traumatic stress for veterans. So that will make TM available for the 10 million in America, 10 million people in America who have uh, suffer from PTSD. Another study is about to begin on the effects of TM on um, anxiety, depression, and burnout at a, at a number of hospitals. And the results of that will go for reimbursement. So it won't be magic and it's not like pipe dream. It's just systematically demonstrating its effectiveness and it's and it filling a need that medications are not filling at this time.
0: Uh, thank you for adding that level of detail. It's really helpful to Understand, you know, the systematic approach that you are taking to really achieve this goal and create this legacy. And I think you just defined, you know, what's David's legacy with this foundation is really, or would really be, to have it be a part of the healthcare system and be ingrained.
1: Yeah, I think that you know, David's legacy as a filmmaker, then that's his legacy as a filmmaker. But David's legacy as a human being is beyond. You know his his creative processes and amazing work in the field of filmmaking and music and sculpture and painting as a human being and I think his legacy will be sort of the ultimate philanthropist and uh, and doing something you know breaking boundaries for the longest time the idea of a health care uh, of a health care intervention was this pill or that talk therapy or this surgical procedure. But now we're, as David says, we're faced with problems of health that none of those are addressing, particularly the the crisis of mental health in America. And many of the people listening to this may be concerned about what's going on with our young people or what's going on with with, um, women who are survivors of domestic violence or the police on the front lines who suffer from post-traumatic stress, because nothing is across the board, really proving effective. And so David's legacy is going to be breaking boundaries and showing there are other ways that are evidence-based that can really not just improve lives, but, um, Sabrina, save lives.
0: That is absolutely incredible, Bob. And I think it's amazing that you get to be a part of that. And I think I would love if you could tell us a little bit more about your role as CEO and the work that you do for the foundation to you know, help support David's legacy.
1: Well, I think one of the things that we had to do with the foundation, I remember back 18, 15 years ago, we put on a concert at Radio City Music Hall, a fundraising concert, and we had Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr, famously you know, meditators. And when we announced that, some people were very upset that Paul and Ringo were going to do a fundraising event um, that was for meditation when there were so many very real problems that facing the world in need of philanthropic support, and that this was not this was like ten, tangential to, you know, addressing the problem. Meditation was fine, but it wasn't like really that important. And we realized at the time with the council of a n- number of top medical doctors in, in the country, we said you really need to educate the American people in, uh, about the devastating effects of trauma and toxic stress on life. Now we know that, but 15 years ago it wasn't common knowledge. And so, the, as the CEO of the foundation, I sort of took us on a on a path of holding a series of medical conferences, and business conferences, and educational conferences, and really with top people in each thought leaders in each area, and talking about what impact stress has on children, what and and on brain development and cognitive processes, and what impact stress has on the police officer or the you know first responder or the frontline healthcare worker or just a single mom you know who's going to work you know really trying to keep keep the, her family together and so that was one of the things that we had to do in the early days to sh- to show that Transcendental Meditation and the David Lynch, David Lynch, David Lynch Foundation was what they call a survival charity now we're past that and now we are uh, recognized as a national foundation that's doing work in almost every state. And my, um, uh, every day I'm inspired to do the work because of the, what I see, the transformation, even most recently with the doctors and nurses and the interns and on the front lines of COVID and, you know, the, suicide rate among among healthcare workers during COVID, and it's still continuing, it was just unconscionable. And so now we're here in 23 hospitals in New York City, and we're in 60 other hospitals all over the country, providing our healthcare workers who keep us safe and alive with this simple evidence-based meditation technique. And the reports that we hear, and in fact, the Journal of the American Medical Association on September 19th, 2022 came out in their online edition where the study at Duke University um, Medical Center showed that Transcendental Meditation was incredibly effective for reducing anxiety and depression and burnout among healthcare workers. So when you start seeing that kind of verification going on, um, with the work you're doing, then it's very heartening because, Sabrina, it means that more people are going to have access to this. And so I would say every day I get reports of this nurse who, you know, was couldn't sleep for weeks and nightmares, and now they're meditating. And it's not like their life is completely changed, saved. Of course not. That would be ridiculous. But it's a very effective tool and in their toolbox for managing stress. And the point that I like to make to people is that when you're talking about Transcendental Meditation, we're not talking about a religion or a philosophy or a change in lifestyle or anything like that. It's a tool. It's a mechanical process. It's done for 15 to 20 minutes, sitting comfortably in a chair. You can be 100% skeptical. You can think, I could never meditate. And this meditation is so effortless and so accessible that anyone can do it. So it's, uh, I feel very fortunate to be in this role.
0: Well, Bob, you've convinced me of the power of meditation, and I'm sure many others would agree with that. But one of the things that I think is quite powerful is that you were able to you know, overcome that barrier in the beginning of okay, what is this meditation, what is the power of it, kind of getting people to buy into it. And you said you did that through medical conferences and, you know, you're continuing to do the research to verify that and provide evidence. Now that people have sort of, you know, bought into the concept a little bit more, I'm sure there's tremendous demand for it. How is the foundation approaching delivering that scale and, and meeting that demand?
1: Well, one thing that we're wanting to do, the transcendental meditation, unlike many other techniques which are... Um, sort of all app-based or online um, and are actually not proving to be that effective, unfortunately, these different um, headspace-type things. I mean, they have their value. I They have their value, but and they're a good entry level. But when you're talking about concerns that we're now describing, when you have 110 million Americans with high blood pressure and you have... 50 million Americans with anxiety and depression and 10 million Americans with post-traumatic stress. You realize you need something far more substantive than just uh, just an app. And so um, I think what we're doing is we are accelerating the pacing. It's about a four-month graduate-level training program to become a teacher of TM. So when you learn TM... You're not just learning it from an app. You're actually learning it from a human being. It takes about an hour a day over four consecutive days to learn. Part of it is in person. Part of it can be remote, but with a real-life teacher. And so we are accelerating the process of of training because the, the demand is already huge, and every month we get more requests from Fortune 100 companies, from military bases, just all the different schools, universities, where the problem of stress is not just getting exacerbating problems, but it's really past the breaking point. And um, our biggest focus right now is to is to train certified, qualified teachers to be able to deliver this in a scalable way. So if a company come to us comes to us, which they do, and they say, "All right, I have 100,000 employees. How are you going to deliver this?" and we want to make it. Scalable, and we want to make it accessible, but we also don't want to water it down. That it's just like anything else that really doesn't work that well. We want to maintain the impact because transcendental meditation is different than other forms of meditation. It's like the gold standard of meditation, and the research verifies that. The National Institutes of Health have given almost 30 million, and the Department of Defense almost 35 million dollars to study the effects of TM on high blood pressure on um, traumatic stress, anxiety, depression and that that is just going to keep increasing. So now my pressure is not educating people about the benefits of the meditation, it's helping to train the teachers so we can deliver it in mm-hmm. a scalable and sustainable way.
0: I love that you ended on scalable and sustainable because I think that's a really a key message to philanthropists out there who are trying to achieve goals similar to yours in terms of, you know, scale and reach. So Really incredible, Bob. It's absolutely amazing the impact that you've had through your career and how many people you've helped. And so I'm, I'm interested in how you would describe your own legacy and the role that the David Lynch Foundation has played in shaping that legacy.
1: Well, I'm very fortunate. I was raised by two parents, um, um, a great mom and a wonderful dad who was a medical doctor and worked at a VA hospital in San Francisco for a while before going into private practice, but I was raised that it's not enough, you know, that I, I have been very fortunate, but it not just behooves me, I feel compelled to give back. And I want to give back. I want to make a better world because I've been blessed with so, you know, with wonderful education and a good support system and now wonderful friends. So I want to give back. And I, we were just talking about, I want to give back in a way that is, um, Uh, You can evaluate it. I I don't want to just sort of do stuff and hope and pray. The wonderful thing about the David Lynch Foundation is it's not only is it scalable and sustainable, but it's data-driven. So, you know, we have this large-scale study I just said on veterans, and now another study that's being done on um, resilience and burnout. And now a final one in with support from the American Heart Association on high blood pressure. We can, I can see what impact is happening. I can see the reduction in stress. I can see the reduction in suicides among veterans. Very real things that I'm a data guy. And, um, for me, it's extremely satisfying because, you know, I'd wanted to get into politics to take this full circle, but so much of politics, who knows what happens? Yes, we can change laws and we can, and we need We need all that. We need government to play its role, important role. But if I'm in the private sector, then I feel very fortunate to fulfill my desire to give back to my community, to give back to my country, to give back to the world. that's given me so much in a way that's new, it's innovative, it's not just same old, same old, and that is actually filling a huge need and it's a need that's going to be growing year by year the world is not going to get less stressed it's not going to suddenly you know turn around and become you know utopian place it's very stressful and now we need to give everyone tools to be able to not just deal with stress but rise rise above it and to use almost a cliche not just survive but thrive so the David Lynch Foundation and David's founding of this foundation has been a great boon in my life
0: well, Bob, thank you for sharing that and sharing your story with us today. I think my biggest takeaway is just the amazing work you are doing in the foundation to really break those boundaries and drive change through your evidence-based tools. So thank you, and I want to thank our listeners for sharing in this journey with Bob today. You know, each month we will... Be publishing a new episode on living your legacy, which will explore inspiring stories like Bob's and how others have worked towards defining and contributing to their legacies. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you very much, Sabrina. It's been an honor to be part of your show and your sharing your legacy. So thank you very much.